Welcome to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach, and coming up on the program, we'll look back on the Aggies' disastrous 35-14 home loss to Mississippi State Saturday at Kyle Field, a loss that saw A&M gain just 33 total yards in the first half and pass for only 40 yards through the first three quarters. A&M simply did not show up to the party offensively. They did not execute. It was not a lack of effort. A&M just didn't make the plays to win the game the defense was on the field for more than 12 minutes longer than the Bulldogs did and that ultimately led to a slow death but the story was an inept showing by the Aggie offense we'll examine the ins and outs of this game and look ahead to a critical must win matchup with Auburn coming up Saturday in an early game an 11 o'clock kickoff at Kyle Field we'll be joined during the hour by Texas columnist and Heisman voter Olin Buchanan former Bryant era that'd be Paul Bryant Bear Bryant era quarterback and longtime SEC coach of Mississippi State and Tennessee and uh, former a player Jimmy Wright and ESPN and SEC Network host and reporter Laura Rutledge will be with us on along the way as well. We'll start with Olin and look back at Mississippi State next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter & Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter & Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter & Company can do for you. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I'm so happy, I feel like I can fly. Disclaimer, you will not be able to fly by switching to GEICO. This is against the laws of physics and nature. If you find yourself flying, please seek professional and or medical help immediately. In the unlikely event you find yourself flying, you might be a superhero or a pigeon or a superhero named Pidgewoman who was bitten by a radioactive pigeon. If you are indeed Pidgewoman, GEICO retains all licensing publishing rights in the event Pidgewoman the movie becomes a top-grossing Hollywood blockbuster. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Check out the Groupon app where you can save up to infinity, theoretically speaking. Actually, you can save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Suppose you saved $10 on tacos and took that $10 and used it to get more great restaurant deals on Groupon, like Italian or Chinese. Pretty soon, you could save a ton. Brunch? Check Groupon. Dinner plans? Check Groupon. Hungry? Use the top-rated Groupon app to save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Download the app and save. Groupon. I have to get to sleep. Tom had a stressful day, and now he can't shut down at bedtime. Need sleep. To fall asleep fast, millions of people turn to Unisom Sleep Gels. They're non-habit-forming and quickly help you sleep soundly so you wake recharged. Mm. Tom? (sighs) Unisom Sleep Gels. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use as directed. Active ingredient diphenhydramine hydrochloride. ABC Wednesday. On one night, the heart of country music beats stronger than ever. The CMA Awards with performances by Garth Brooks, Luke Bryan, Miranda Lambert, Thomas Rapp, Pink, and one-of-a-kind collaborations. Reba McIntyre and Kelsey Ballerini, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, Marin Morris and Niall Horan. Plus, the biggest stars unite in the most powerful show open ever. Don't you love country music? The CMA Awards live Wednesday at 8, 7 central on ABC.
back. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And let's look back on the loss to Mississippi State and a poor offensive display on Saturday with our columnist and Heisman voter, Olin Buchanan, with us in the studio. As you put it, uh, best, I think, in your column following A&M's 35-14 loss, 21-point loss on Saturday. As the weather gets cold, so did the Aggies. A&M's late-season woes date all the way back to 2013, frankly, late in the Johnny era. And they've continued, and they haven't gotten better, and it doesn't look like they're getting any better. And they made you think that they were. You had hope that things would be different in 2017. The team showed positive signs in recent weeks, but against whom, right? That had been the question. Uh, that all went to hell in a handbasket on Saturday, OB. A 21-point beat down at the hands of State. Yet another bad showing against the Mississippi schools. Johnny was 4-0 against the Mississippi schools, 12-13. and Since then, 1-6 against Ole Miss and Mississippi State. If Kevin Sumlin's fired, his undoing with a bunch of some other stuff mixed in will be his lack of success against Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Yeah, I think uh... – you hit the nail right on the head with that because if they ever make a coaching change, you know, you could say that his uh, success against Arkansas has made, has, uh, I guess, staved off a coaching change. Yeah. And a, if Arkansas's <clears throat> lack of success against AM might be Brett Bielema's. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you, you just said that if uh, Florida, a team AM beat, just made a coaching change, and yeah. one of the teams that AM other beat, Arkansas, might. Right. I, think, I think Will Muschamp's okay. But, yes. uh, um, yeah, when, when you go back, if you again, if you beat one of the Mississippi schools last year, uh, there's probably not nearly the concern about the uh, coaching situation here. Yes. You beat one of those, you definitely get to the Sugar Bowl with that, and all the tiebreakers would have played out where you would have gotten to the Sugar Bowl, and then a rebuild would have been acceptable. It would have been frustrating, but it would have been acceptable. So, but that, you know, I mean, and it's not like, look, the Mississippi schools have been better than they than they were like five, six, ten years ago when they were yeah, both fair. terrible. Absolutely. They are better. Yes. They've but, had their two best quarterbacks ever back-to-back. But uh, as Texas A&M, you expect to be able to beat these teams. You should. At least uh, some. Go 500 some. against them. There's no hot right. seat, and and that so that I, I tend to agree with you. If uh, if a change is made, you can all, you can really go back to the performance because no one's going to hold losing to Alabama against you, right? And the LSU thing is very frustrating, and that could raise some uh, real problems. But mm-hmm. but you know that's been at the end of the year, and you know. Um, You've already, especially in the last three years, we're already falling apart. The Auburn, you're, you actually got a winning record against mm-hmm. Auburn, don't you? Mm-hmm. So it's not Auburn. It absolutely would be the, the Mississippi schools it's, would be the undoing. It's 1-13 against Bama, LSU, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss without Johnny. 14 to now, 1-13. You went 5-3 and three against those four schools in 2012 and 2013. Five wins in two years. 14, 15, 16, 17, 1 and 13 thus far. Still got two of them left. AM had a six game losing skid against Power Five opponents into last year, start of this year. AM went 0 and 4 versus Power Five teams down the stretch last year. There's just a lot of things going against it right now. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of things. here we six are. Six straight home losses against the SEC West. They hadn't won an SEC West game since Dak came in here in 2015. That's two years. Yeah. And here we are uh, again. Uh, we were feeling. You wanted to be optimistic because of the way that, that they had won certain, you know, the, the three conference games. And yes, you, we, we talked about it. How do you want to interpret it? Do you want to interpret it that they barely got by against some average to below average teams? Or did you want to interpret it that, hey, look, they made the key plays when they had to? And so right. I even said, I, you, you laughed at me and, and did some, uh, started speaking Spanish. I said the Mississippi State game would be kind of the Rosetta Stone yeah, yeah. Uh, for this season. And I think what we found <laughs> out is that it appears A&M just wasn't as good as the record indicated. Now, yeah. they still have right. four games to prove that not to be the case. Running some, out of time, though. Sometimes you have a bad game, and sometimes you just have a team that's not as good as you thought. And th- that's what we find out this week. However, because last week this year, I mean, last year at this time when they lost to Mississippi State, we say, well, 
The next game tells us if it, if it was benign or malignant, and it turned out to be malignant. Right. And this is kind of the same thing. The problem is your next team is Auburn, which absolutely trounced Mississippi State. And if you lose to Mississippi – I mean, if you lose to Auburn, now I think you're starting to say – well, absolutely, here we go again. The weather turned cold. It, we've gotten into late October, November, and A&M looks like they're in danger of another late-season collapse. Yeah, someone clearly right back on the brink. It's fair to discuss that. Uh, likely needs to win out, I would imagine. I think he's given his last loss at this point. If eight wins isn't good enough and you go publicly with that and he wins eight last year and you kept him, and now you go back and say – He's got to win even more than he has. Well, you could go nine and four. Mm -hmm. But you would know. you give an opportunity to get to a bowl game? That's what I wonder. Because early signing period, you got to figure out what you're going to do. Well, Coach withering around, waiting it out on an early signing period means you're probably going to smoke out your class. I think decisions have to be made fast. Even Strickland said that yesterday in his know, press conference. Maybe, but Scott, Scott Strickland's one thing. Right. You know, Scott Woodward may be completely of, maybe. of another thought sure and they may say you know hey nine and four would be a uh an improvement over what we've seen so i don't think it's absolutely assured that he he, he can't afford another loss but it sure feels that can't way. can't look like it did on saturday i promise you people don't <laughs> you don't build that stadium for empty seats and there was a lot of messaging message yeah. being sent with seat cushions on your way out there it was it, that's true all those things are 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 True. All those things are valid. I'm not disagreeing with that. We'll have more with OB. And what is the number one question on the minds of Aggie fans on Saturday or after Saturday's demoralizing loss and looking ahead to a must-win game? What's the number one question right now? Well, it's got to be. And we polled our audience locally uh, during the week, and it was, who's going to be the football coach in 2018? And, yes, of course, that could be Kevin Sumlin, but it could be somebody else. But right now, that's the question on everybody's minds. And the other one is, what's going to happen at quarterback if Mon continues to struggle right now, too, with your opening day starter, Nick Starkle, sort of waiting in the wings, and he's getting healthier and healthier, and he looked pretty good the other day in mop-up duty, albeit mop-up duty. We'll tackle that question with Olin when we come back on Tex on the Texags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Texas Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach and Olin Buchanan back with us in studio. The number one question on the minds of Aggie fans coming out of Saturday's demoralizing defeat to the Bulldogs. OB, we've got to tackle that one next. The here and now 2017 or just program in general, state of program, OB, the loss to Mississippi State Saturday, and the way it looked as much as anything has turned up the heat once again on Kevin Sumlin. It's also raised a lot of questions and concerns about it or personnel issues to overall big picture, what is your number one question about well, Aggie football, 2017 or the program? My number one question and it is, is who will be the coach next year? It's exactly how I wrote it. It's exactly what I wrote is the biggest question. The first response on Twitter, who will be the coach next year? The first response on the thread, who will be the coach next year? I mean, what if A&M uh, – bounces back strong and beats Auburn and then closes fast. If, right. if that happens, I would uh, I would say Kevin Sumlin would be the coach right. next year and, and, and should. But if they lose to Auburn and was to lose to, say, LSU, then you're looking at another, uh, you know, what, two and three finish uh, and another November or late season collapse. And then at some point you got to say, you know, why would you think it's going to ever be different? Right. I'll say who will be the coach next year, and it could very well be Kevin Sumlin, but I don't know if he's got another loss to give, especially if the loss comes sooner than later, right? If the loss is at Auburn and he's got three games left, will the – you know how this works. Agents, you know, behind the scenes, everybody talking. you got to act fast because now there's this early signing period, and not just for people who are enrolling in the spring, but you can sign early now, even if you – are going to carry out your high school career through the spring of next year. That's an early opportunity to sign. So because of that, 
not every AD thinks like this, but it was interesting that Scott Strickland did say during his press conference that Jim McElwain had fired that they've got to act quickly because, uh, among any among other things, one of his main points was because of the early signing period to get a jump on this recruiting because now you don't have until February. A lot of these decisions will be made on December the 20th. So because of that, if an Auburn loss happens and he's at four with three games left, the wheels could be turning. Yeah, but if, if let's say Auburn wants – I mean, uh, Florida wants uh, Dan Mullen, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's say Dan Mullen finishes nine and three and is going to a good bowl game, are you going to be able to hire him? I don't think so. I don't think Dan Mullen will leave his team at nine and three going to say, you know – Cap one bowl or whatever, or whatever they call it now, Citrus Bowl. That'd be very interesting to see how that would play out. Does he care that much about a bowl game when it's not not for the playoff? Now, it'd be interesting if let's say they were targeting I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say Brian Kelly. All right, just to okay. bring up an argument here. Let's say they're targeting Brian Kelly and Notre Dame wins out and they're in the playoff. Well, they're not getting him because you coach this game to win a national championship. Well, what if they don't even win out? What if they go into the very last – or get into the playoffs? What if they go into that very last game? So then you're almost almost to December anyway. And do you ha- – you know, is that 20 days going to make yeah. – My point is you're not probably getting a coach that's in the playoff because that really matters. That's mm-hmm. why we do – that's why you do this. But you get a coach. I think you could get a coach to leave to go to some bowl game. Some will, some won't. Right. Uh, um, you know, some guys are going to feel like uh, sure that's hey, part I of the negotiation. I don't have. I don't. I've got unfinished business. You know, talk to me when my season is over. Yeah. If he beats Auburn, that's where it gets very interesting. Now he's bounced back from it. He's beat Auburn. He's going to beat New Mexico. Ole Miss stinks. I think right? it's really interesting because it's it's a it's a really kind of a new dynamic because. Typically, you didn't want a coach that was that was available in December. Yeah, yeah. Because that means his team didn't get into a bowl game anyway. And why do you want a coach that you know isn't playing? Mm-hmm. And what you usually saw was when guys left. Usually, it was maybe a coordinator on a on a really good team would leave. Yeah. And a lot of times, those coordinators went ahead and stayed through the. Uh, you know, th- through whatever bowl game they were playing. I think most people would hope A&M would win out. You root for the Aggies to win. You keep the recruiting intact. You build on a young team. Kevin Sumlin's the coach next year. But this isn't always the world that we live in. So with that is a couple side questions. Yeah, who's going to be the coach is the number one question. Right? You might say who's going to be the quarterback next week, this week. That That is an interesting topic. But for the big picture, it's that. And then also, how quickly would a change be made? And then also – how would that work? Would A&M go get a sp- – A&M, with everything they've got here and the money, will, will they – not could they. Yes, they could. Will they get a splash higher? Or will they get an up-and-comer like a Justin Fuente, a Mike Norvell, I think Justin a Matt Fuente Campbell. would be a splash higher. Yeah, at this point I think he would too. He's done it at two places. Mike Norvell's done it at one place. Yeah, and, and as good as Virginia Tech is this year, were they 7-1 going yeah. to play Miami this week? Yeah. That would be a splash hard to me. Darn near won the ACC last year. I mean, they gave Clemson a run. So, yeah, I think I think you're right about that. But, Up and comer, but he's already made a splash. Yeah. Uh, I, I uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm going to keep hoping that A&M – I think we'll know a whole lot more Saturday afternoon. Yes, 100%. You know, if, if Auburn comes in here and, and, again, here's what we're looking at, and, and we all understand that – what is it? Trans, is it transversive property or is there – Transitive property. Transitive property. Transitive right. property. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. big words. Mm-hmm. I have tr- trouble with them. But, anyway, mm-hmm. transitive properties do not apply. But the fact that you got beat bad by Mississippi State, who got absolutely blown out by Auburn, does not give you a lot of confidence in playing Auburn. Um, right. So if and if, Auburn, Auburn is really good. Yeah. And so if you were to lose to Auburn and lose bad, then you're looking at an eight and four regular season if you don't lose again. And your athletic director has already been on record as saying that eight wins isn't mm-hmm. enough. And a decision maker's taking to Facebook and everything else. I mean, right. it's a very public seat. 
So it's not uh, the hottest seat in America by any stretch. It was at one point. It's so it's a valid now, question to be public. asked with with Auburn coming in. And the, oh yeah. And the 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 answer is, I think even those that want to change will not be able to believe to to make themselves deep down want A and M to lose because you're always oh, yeah. and and therefore you want A and M to win, which means you'll you'll. It, that that you're whether you want to acknowledge it or not, you're actually hoping that Kevin Sumlin is your coach next. Yes, year. yes, you are. Our thanks to Olin Buchanan. We'll get the former quarterback and longtime coach's take on the game and the struggles and how A and M overcomes it moving forward. Jimmy Wright with us in studio next on the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report CRM Sports Network. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. My son had been injured and he was prescribed pain opiates. No one ever told us how highly addictive these drugs were. My reaction was shock. My son didn't get so deep into the dark, scary woods overnight and it's no straight line coming back. For parents out there who don't have hope, I realize there's a lot of families that are torn apart, but families can heal. Young people can get better. There's hope and help at drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com Hi, Gabe Bach here from TechSags Radio. And if you're not currently a premium or varsity level subscriber to TechSags.com, what are you waiting for? TechSags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or insight on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TechSags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TechSags.com. Welcome back. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Networks, and we continue to talk about the offensive struggles and how A&M overcomes it and make sure that this isn't one of those here-we-go-again moments, but that A&M nips it in the bud and does it right now to make sure it's a one-game real lull and doesn't turn into a losing skid here in November again, which has been a common trend over the last few years. Under Kevin Sumlin, Jimmy Wright with us in studio. Jimmy, frankly... I mean, we talk Halloween, get scary, you scary, spooky stuff. But that was a spooky game the other night, 35 to 14, and a letdown, an inept offensive display, and a real, real letdown coming off a of bye week. Well, the, the proper word is not being disgusted or not being sick or, get, or, or being mad. It's, the, the proper word is every fan was disappointed in the effort and the game plan both offensively and defensively, as we played the game. Now, everybody knew that Nick Fitzgerald, we had to stop him. Did we stop him? No. He carried the ball 18 times for 105 yards. He passed for 141. His total was 246, scored a touchdown. His only blemish was he threw an interception. And, and 
And so we did not stop him at all. That and interception was a ricochet. Is a ricochet, correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he it was a double it ricochet, I believe. Right? Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> I all think th- it, three I, of the four picks were actually like that. They were actually off of other, other players' ricochets. And, and, and see, the, the thing is always going to be about turnovers, but everybody knew, you and I knew, but every player on the team knew that whenever he did, whenever the team did not play well and, and run the football against Georgia and uh, Auburn, and any time he was below, uh, the team was below 170 yards in total offense, he had to pass. And what did he come up with? Each game, two interceptions and a fumble, two interceptions and a fumble. What was their turnover in seven games? One fumble by a running back, seven interceptions by a quarterback. We did not make him get off of his game plan. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a good example. We, uh, both teams, a lot of this stuff is equal except in time of possession. But as far as Nick Fitzgerald and Kellen Mond and Nick Stargle, the percentages is way different in, in 5.8 yards per carry and 57.9% passing for Nick Fitzgerald as compared to our two quarterbacks. They combined for 39% passing. That's correct. Second straight game, Mon was around a, a 30%. 30, 30.7. And, and uh, you, you know, that, that's not what you need out there. That's why that I think that with him being a runner, he's got to run the ball more. And somewhere along the line, he would be a great kid that could run a bootleg or sprint out and either get out on the corner and either look one receiver, pass or run, and see what happened. Well, but let's get back to let's get back to uh, stopping Mississippi State. We didn't do it. And here was the old play that we ran many years ago. Bobby Scott went 80 yards against Auburn one game on the speed option. All right, that was their long gainer. We had two yeah. long gainers. Kellen Mond had one for 33. We had a 70-yard pass to Cameron Buckley, and you and I have been bragging on him. Yep, that was Nick Starkle. And that was Nick Starkle. Mm -hmm. All right, Uh, Nick Fitzgerald had a 45-yard run, and they also threw a long pass to a receiver named Green. Uh I think for for Rod Green. Right, the tight end, number 81, I believe. All right. But that 45-yard run was a well-designed play by by uh, Dan Mullen. Remember it I looked told like you. they were going to go dive, but then they faked it. There was no dive, and they ran the kind of like an old triple option. And that's the old counter the play. Yeah, yeah. You counter to the left. All right. Whenever you're on the hash mark, <clears throat> they play even technique on the short side, move the line over, and they play an odd, three, five, and seven. So on the back side – Landis Durham played a four technique. The guard played uh, on the nose guard. The linebacker had the scrape, man. Instead of coming with the sweep like they did against Kentucky, they went counter option, step left, and then come back to option the end, who was two technique or four technique inside of the tackle. They blocked down. The center and guard switched, and the guard got the linebacker who's going to scrape. Now you say – See, on paper, it looks great. To simplify that real quick, Landis Durham slash Alaka didn't get outside enough. Right. And so it allowed – it was – and everyone wanted to blame Tucker, but he was all by himself. No, Tucker had the pitch man. Right. Tucker had the pitch man. And he took the pitch man. And the linebacker had the scrape – the scrape linebacker had the quarter. Okay, go back to 2005. Tennessee is playing A&M in the Cotton Bowl. Reggie McNeil's a quarterback. He had three fumbles that day. All right. We, they, we ran the speed option, and you can call it a counter wherever you mm-hmm. take two steps, one, two, and then go down the line yep. to give the tailback time, the pitch man time to be out in front. Tennessee, under Chavis, scraped the linebacker and hair-lip Reggie McNeil Kevin, from the blind side. Kevin Burnett, Dallas Cowboy. There you go. Yep, second round pick. I mean, he, come, he scraped off that end and come in there, and we ran that option – about four times, I think we fumbled three, and Reggie hadn't seen that linebacker yet. <laughs> no, he still hadn't seen him. <laughs> the last time Reggie had run that counter play, I think, in his career, if I'm not, uh, he didn't. He might have done a little bit. But, that but I wanted to tell tell the people how how uh, I don't want to say in up, but the first half <clears throat> was as bad, I think, as when <clears throat> some of us Letterman set there and watched the Army game of 2004 or 2005. No, no, 2006. 
six maybe here. Oh, we, here. That was eight. Oh, six was in San Antonio. And, and we did not get me at a first down until the third quarter, both teams. Yeah. And the guy that was the leading tackler was a strong safety for Annie with 26 that day, I believe. It was his very first game. Trent That's Hunter, correct. Trent Hunter. They broke his red yes. shirt that day. And, yeah. and he made more tackles. And no team, I think we led the nation in punting both teams. This game, the first half, 22 carries for 33 yards. All right, you fans out there. <clears throat> now, this is kind of humorous, I think, how, how bad it was. That's We averaged 1.5 yards per carry. If you put the ball on the four-yard line and you run plays averaging 1.5, four downs, you'll get six yards. It'll take you 62 plays to go 96 yards. <laughs> is that a trick or a treat? Because it doesn't that, feel that's right. A, that is a – that's worse than a <laughs> trick or a treat. Jimmy, there aren't enough plays. That's right. We ran 69 snaps for 285 yards. They ran 73. But the bad part about it is, is the time of possession was 11 more minutes than us. And that means that they could have run at least three possessions at 60 yards around eight plays each or seven. Let's just seven. That would be 20 more 21 more play. So what do you have to fix? I mean, it is easy as a bystander like Gabe and I, you got to fix the O-line. First and foremost. Foremost, you got to be able to fix the O-line. But how do you fix that? All right, you got to add some people. Yeah, but there's no time. You can't get them to jail. You got to add some people. Okay, personnel. Personnel, you got to add two backs. If you if you can if you're going to throw the ball 41 times and and you're going to get run out of the pocket 25 times because <laughs> we only completed 16 to 41 for 30.7 I believe that's what it was so you got to add more people called maximum protection yeah and then you got to have only two receivers if you're going to if you're not going to run the quarterback on the spread option. He's the only other guy in the backfield. I don't see you back there. I don't see me back there. I don't see anybody else back there but one tailback and a quarterback. Thank you, Jimmy. Laura Rutledge of ESPN and the SEC Network will take us around the SEC in college football next on the Tex-Ags Marina White Report, CRM Sports Network. Bach with you. It's the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network, and let's go around the SEC and college football with Laura Rutledge of ESPN and the SEC Network joining us here on the hotline. Where are y'all headed this week? There's no big-time Thursday game in the top 25, but where are you going? You going anywhere? Uh, so this week on Thursday, we're going to be doing the Temple Navy game. Ooh, so I, I'm okay. actually excited because I have never Navy in person. Oh, man, uh, that's just, cool. You know, the great tradition, right, with that program. It's going to be really neat, I think, to tell some of those stories and just see those guys in action firsthand. That'll be really cool because, and you'll have to probably do a bunch of crack research really fast because that, when you do a game like that on the sidelines, it's about way more than just the football and the stats, right? Exactly. And and that's what, that's been fun this week, just, you know, getting up to date on, on all their uh, great tradition, like I said, but just all kind of the the info that you need to know. I mean, it's totally different being a student athlete there than it would be anywhere else, and, and it's just really special. What about this weekend? Where are you headed? We're going to go to Alabama, and Gabe, you know, uh, we were on the, the strong college station campaign. We needed a and yeah. to win, and we would have been in college station. So uh, we were we were pretty bummed. I mean, personally, I was really bummed because I love going and seeing you guys there in college station. But yeah, we're going to we're going to go back to Alabama. We didn't really have another choice, and that's Yep. LSU is kind of the best game available, even though, you know, at this point, this year, it doesn't feel like it has quite the same luster as it has in past years. 
Yeah, 11 o'clock game here, and it's weekend one of deer hunting season. And after that performance, I don't blame you, frankly. I'd love to see you guys here this year, but I don't blame you for not doing it after that. It was a lousy performance. Obviously, we've broken it down as uh, extensive as I think you can here for the last two days. But out of Charlotte, what was sort of the reaction to, uh, to A&M's lousy performance against Mississippi State? a lot of shock and and i mean if you watch our show sec nation on saturday we most of us picked a&m i, I think uh tebow might have been the only one who picked mississippi state and i felt like a&m was on this big roll i felt like they were gonna you know really come out there and dominate i felt like mississippi state has been very inconsistent but i think maybe you know there were two sides of this i, I think maybe we weren't giving mississippi state enough credit and, and mm-hmm. you know some of their poor performances really looked very poor. At that point, they hadn't had any win that was decided by less than 25 points. So they were either dominating people or getting blown out. And I think I just thought that they would get blown out by A&M. I really did. So, uh, you know, A&M at this point, it really is kind of, hey, back to the drawing board. What can we do to push some of these, you know, unfortunate losses out of the brain? And, and people still look at A&M as that team that's the only team that played Alabama close. And I think there's something to be said for that. But didn't win that game. So now you've got an opportunity against Auburn to say, all right, you know, whatever we did against Mississippi State was an aberration. And, and I felt like that game really was. Because even if you go back to the UCLA game, A&M should have won that game. They just let it slip away in the, the later half of the game, obviously. Uh, and, you know, against Alabama, that was a different story, too. Yeah, and since that UCLA game, it's been must-win mode for Kevin Sumlin. You know, you go back to last year with the state of Mississippi killing A&M's playoff hopes and, and, and then putting him squarely on the hot seat for like nine months. And then the most historic loss you've ever seen against UCLA has made every game so vital. So Arkansas was definitely a must-win. They won it. South Carolina must-win. They won it at Florida must-win. They won it. Didn't uh, yesterday or on Saturday, and that sets up a huge game. I think it's a big game for Gus, too. Ton of storylines. Stidham wanted to come here. You know, he bought a ticket in the third deck of the Tennessee game. He wanted to be here. Um, but AM went with Mond and company, right? And all the package and everything else, probably. But with that comes Stidham waltzing back in here. And Gus, if he loses this, that's what, three losses and still has Georgia and Bama. So I, and they, they have a pretty quick trigger over there, typically. So what a huge game Saturday at Kyle Field. Yeah, Gus is in big trouble, I think, at this point. And, and you're right. I mean, the, the seat sort of heats back up for Kevin Sumlin as well. I mean, yep. I really thought Kevin Sumlin was in good shape after beating Florida, and maybe he still is, but you've got to be careful if you're Sumlin and company just not to have that same mantra once again or that same narrative of, all right, we can't finish at the end of season. That, yep. that has just got to go away. They've got to rewrite that script. So I think it's very crucial on both sides, and, and it really is going to be, you know, not, not who wants it more because both these teams want it, okay? I mean, there's no no uh, way to say that any other way, but, but I really think it's about game planning and, and who is going to have the best strategy, who's going to make the best in-game adjustments because the one thing about this is these two teams are both stacked with talent. They both have a ton of it. So, you know, some of these one-on-one battles and just the way that these teams match up really is interesting, and I think there's not a clear either way, hey, this team's going to be, you know, the obvious winner here. And, and two, I mean, we've seen Jarrett Stidham get in situations where he does not look comfortable, and they really can't perform when that happens. Their offense is so based around the quarterback. And so A&M, I thought, had looked a lot better defensively before Mississippi State. Maybe they can do some things, because certainly Jarrett Stidham is not Nick Fitzgerald. He's not that mobile. You know, Maybe they can do some things to really limit him, force him to throw, force him into uncomfortable situations. I believe that uh, Texas a you went to Florida. You've been involved in this McElwain story here pretty good. Uh, and, man, if, I don't know what kind of odds you would have gotten in Vegas when the season started if you'd put money down on Jim McElwain being the first coach in the SEC fired in season. But uh, you would have probably be a millionaire right now. What did you think, and how, how did this get away from Mac so quickly? Golly, I mean, it's just insane. And I'm with you. We would have never seen this coming. I mean, this is the guy that – led Florida to two SEC championships in his first couple years. It's, it's, you know, something to be commended no matter what you say about the strength of the SEC East. And, 
you know, really where this went wrong started a while ago. It really started with McElwain kind of taking some shots at the administration. I really think some of it was misinterpreted, although I was not inside some of those doors where things were being interpreted, were being interpreted. But I believe that Matt has a little bit of a funky sense of humor, and sometimes people just don't always get it. And we've seen sort of some odd interviews from him. You know, I think people are a little bit aware of that, but just really didn't know that he was kind of like that. And, and this administration took exception to a lot of it. And I think some of the Florida fans took exception to the way that he reacted to things at times. Thank you, Laura. We'll take a time out and come back and do a quick pick peek at the games that matter in the SEC. And we'll do our players to watch against Auburn. Keys to the game, and we'll pick this game in our final segment coming up next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if we call bicycles bikes and tricycles trikes, shouldn't we call motorcycles mics? Hmm, maybe a bunch of guys named Mike teamed up and put a stop to it. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. I have to get to sleep. Tom had a stressful day, and now he can't shut down at bedtime. Need sleep. To fall asleep fast, millions of people turn to Unisom Sleep Gels. They're non-habit-forming and quickly help you sleep soundly so you wake recharged. Mm. Tom? (sighs) Unisom Sleep Gels. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use as directed. Active ingredient diphenhydramine hydrochloride. Check out the Groupon app where you can save up to infinity, theoretically speaking. Actually, you can save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Suppose you saved $10 on tacos and took that $10 and used it to get more great restaurant deals on Groupon, like Italian or Chinese. Pretty soon, you could save a ton. Brunch? Check Groupon. Dinner plans? Check Groupon. Hungry? Use the top-rated Groupon app to save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Download the app and save. Groupon. ABC Wednesday. On one night. The heart of country music beats stronger than ever. The CMA Awards with performances by Garth Brooks, Luke Bryan, Miranda Lambert, Thomas Rapp, Pink. And one-of-a-kind collaborations. Reba McIntyre and Kelsey Ballerini. Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Marin Morris and Niall Horan. Plus, the biggest stars unite in the most powerful show open ever. Don't you love country music? The CMA Awards live. Wednesday at 8, 7 central on ABC. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Final segment of the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and let's run down the SEC slate. Not all the games, but the ones that matter. 
Look at them against the spread as it stands at the time that we're recording this show. Florida at three and four and three and three in the league at Missouri. This is interesting. McElwain's been fired, and now it's Randy Shannon taking over, former Miami head coach, longtime coach in college football as the interim head coach at Missouri, who's won two straight against bad competition. They're three and five at home, zero and four in the league against Florida. Eleven o'clock on ESPN two, and the Tigers are actually favored in this game by three and a half. I'm going to pick Missouri here. They've started to get it going. I know Florida's got a good defensive front. They're back seven susceptible, and I just don't think – I think Missouri can score enough offense, uh, can score enough points, and I just don't think Florida can score. Randy Shannon, Jim McElwain, or Mike Leach over there, I just don't think they got the players right now to score the points necessary, and they need an overhaul offensively, and it's not going to happen. I'm going to pick Missouri. It won't even be an upset. They are favored in this game. It'll feel like an upset, though, on brand name. South Carolina, 6-2, and 4-2 and two in the league. At number one, Georgia, at a perfect, dazzling 8-0, 5-0 in the SEC. 2.30 on CBS, Bulldogs favored by 24. Boy, that's a lot of points. South Carolina's playing better defense under Muschamp, and Jake Bentley can move the ball. I think they're going to score a, a couple of touchdowns. I'm just – 24 is too much for me. I'll go South Carolina in the points, although I do think Georgia wins handily. But there's handily, and then there's – 24 which is a beat down i just can't get myself to go bulldogs covering when they're laying 24 so i'll go south carolina the points but georgia wins old miss boy they got to be heartbroken they were up what 34 to 7 31 to 7 against uh arkansas at home and lose that game three and five one and four in the league at kentucky at six and two and three and two three o'clock on the sec network wildcats favored by three and a half Kentucky will cover this. Uh, Ole Miss, their last gasp effort ended last week. They're playing out the string at this point. Southern Miss at five and three at Tennessee at three and five, six thirty on the SEC Network. Balls favored by six and a half. The reason I put this game in there because it doesn't matter. Because can Butch beat Southern Miss, who almost beat Kentucky? May almost beat Kentucky in game one of the year. Kentucky can move the ball and has way better playmakers offensively than Tennessee. I think John Kelly's coming back. Will it make a difference? I'll go USM and the points. Tennessee will win this game. It will be ugly. Number 19, LSU at 6-2, and 3-1 and one in the league at number 2, Alabama, according to the playoff committee. 8-0, 5-0 in the SEC, 7 o'clock on CBS. Crimson Tide favored by 21 and a half. And this is that double CBS, CBS doubleheader, 230 will be uh, South Carolina at Georgia and then just enjoy it, keep it on CBS with LSU against Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Crimson tied by 21 and a half. <clears throat> that seems a lot to me the way that LSU's been able to get things going a little bit. They've been able to get things going on the perimeter with DJ Chark and uh, Darius Geis looks as healthy as he's been all year. He looks kind of like the Darius Geis of 2016. Arden Key is back on the edge and playing like the Arden Key of old. They found a little something in Devin White for sure at linebacker there, and they've always got defensive backs. Alabama's going to win this game probably by 14-17, but I can't can't do 21. I can't lay 21. So I'm going to go LSU in the points, but Bama will win. They'll win easily, but but the score will look like 14 or 17. Number 14, Auburn at Texas A&M. Uh, Auburn 6-2, and 4-1 and one in the league. Going to Kyle Field at 11 o'clock on ESPN Network – or on ESPN, rather, main channel. Tigers favored by 15.5. The Aggies at 5-3 and 3-2. And and I'm going to go A&M in the points here, and we'll get into it right now, but A&M in the points – uh, Auburn's going to win this football game, though. Uh, offensively, how can you not go Mond? Everything kind of starts with him. Kevin Sumlin definitely made it clear that he's sticking with his freshman quarterback, but at the same time, it starts up front. They got to get things going. It's almost everybody. Like Ford and Williams have got to run the football, but they can't without the offensive line. But the pass game is going to help. So Mazzoni, figure out a way to get Christian Kirk going. And Cameron Buckley's now been a player. There's been really one bright spot offensively of late, and that's been Kevin uh, Cameron Buckley, the freshman out of Cedar Hill High School in, ta- in the Dallas area. He's going to help, too, because he runs good routes and catches the football. He catches it in traffic. He's got a little Josh element to him in terms of his ability to catch the ball when he's covered. I mean, Josh Reynolds. So I think that is a, a big deal. It always starts up front. It's going to be another challenge. Auburn's defense is very good. So I'll say that that O-line's got to do their part. They haven't done their part in three weeks. a has not run the ball for 100 yards on the ground in the last three games, in any of them. They haven't had a 100-yard rusher 
since Ma, uh, Ma, I guess Mond against Arkansas, if I'm remembering that right. All right, defensively, kind of goes in twos. Kiki and Henderson got to do their job. Johnson and Durham on the outside. Dotson and Alaka. I'm gonna give it to uh, I'm gonna give it to those linebackers. I, I think defensively, your players to watch got to be those linebackers. Dotson and Alaka have to play great in this game. Carry on Johnson if they can get that downhill running game going. It will open up a bunch for Jarrett Stidham and. Alaka and Dotson got to get to the quarterback and hold up well in the pass game as well. Dotson helping roam that middle of the field, which is giving A&M fits. Most dangerous players for Auburn, Jarrett Stidham for sure, leads the SEC in, in, quarter, in passing percentage, but it's big time. A big reason for it is they've been able to run the ball and he's been able to get open looks downfield. Garyon Johnson's a huge, dangerous weapon, and then Ryan Davis on the outside too. Defensively, Marlon Davidson, and then Holland. Well, they got this kid that plays buck linebacker, Holland, so he's a hybrid outside linebacker, edge rusher, Jeff Holland. He's a junior. Jeff Holland has got a – he's putting up just huge numbers for Auburn. In fact, I think I've got the defensive stats right in front of me. Uh, Jeff Holland has eight sacks this year and ten tackles for loss for Kevin Stills' defense. That's a big player to watch. They've got Carlton Davis in the back. They've got uh, they've got a bunch – they've got six Davises. They've always got a Davis, right? Remember the guy that picked six, Chris Davis? There goes Davis. Boy, they, you know they're going to have a bunch of Davises, and they do. Deshaun Davis is a linebacker that leads them in tackles. And then they've got Carlton Davis, the corner on the outside, is really good. And then Trey Matthews, the Georgia transfer, is a very good player. they got an elite-level defense with a bunch of talent. All right, closing it out, keys to the game. Slow down Johnson in the run game. It's another test against a game-breaking running back. Leads the SEC in rushing. Second in nation is scoring. He's got 14 rushing touchdowns and having a career year. Number two is your eye control, though, on Stidham and the deep ball. Don't get sucked in with that run game so much that you're susceptible to a big play bomb over the top, which is given a and fits this year. Number three, start fast. you got to create your own energy. Kyle Field could be relatively dead early after last Saturday's loss to Mississippi State and in an 11 a.m. game on the first Saturday of deer season, create your own energy. And that starts with Mond. you got to get rolling early and gain confidence. Mazzoni's got to put Kellen Mond in good positions to do what he does best and match his skill set with the scheme. It's got to start coming out. He's got to start firing and hitting some big plays early with his arm and his legs which will then soften up the defense and open things up. you got to find your running game again. That's been non-existent right now, and you have no hope without a running game. Okay, Christian Kirk, it's time. Kirk's A&M career is likely over after this season. How does he want to be remembered? We talked to him about that this week at the Tuesday press conference. He wants to leave a legacy. How he closes out this year could say a lot about the legacy that he'll leave behind. Mazzoni, Mond, and company must do their part to get Christian Kirk going, and of course, dominating the special teams. A&M's been great in the third phase all season. That must be a given moving forward in these close games. It's got to be a given that A&M's going to win the special teams, and they're going up against a good special teams unit in Auburn. My score is that Auburn dominates the line of scrimmage, eventually wears on A&M, and a close game for a while, but the Tigers will roll by 10, 27-17 Auburn over Texas A&M. Join us next week, and we'll break down that and look ahead to a non-conference game at Kyle Field and the final game at Kyle Field in 2017 against the New Mexico Lobos, coached by Bob Davey, former A&M, great former A&M defensive coordinator that left A&M to go be the head coach at Notre Dame back in the 90s. All right, that'll do it. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks to Jimmy Wright, Olin Buchanan, and Laura Rutledge. Our producer is Ronnie Woodard and our and uh, Dalton, Dalton Hughes on the production as well. We appreciate them. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network.